What do the Capitals do with Nicholas Backstrom? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, of Locked On Capitals, we talk about a tough conversation to have is what do the Capitals do with Nick Backstrom, a beloved player on this team for so many years, uh, Alex Ovechkin's right-hand man, if you will, but there's problems with him, his hip resurfacing procedure that, that was done, and ultimately, what is the future with him on the Caps? We'll talk about that in the show Then we'll talk about what other viable options do the Capitals have if they do, in fact, decide to move on from Nicholas Backstrom. And then later in the show, I will talk to you a little bit about, you know, his story and where he started from and intrinsically what kind of hockey player is Nick Backstrom. But just to get it going here, it is a tough conversation to have. Um, Just talking about Nick Backstrom, even I can't even believe that I'm having a conversation right now about potentially talking about the Capitals Moving on from Nicholas Backstrom, just a a really great guy, uh, you know, has led to a lot of uh, assists on uh, Alex Ovechkin's goals, that kind of thing. But, you know, one of the things that happened was that uh, he had to have a hip resurfacing procedure done. And why did he have to have that done is because he said that he was in so much pain that he couldn't tie his own shoes. Uh, He was in so much pain he couldn't play with his kids. So he was thinking about what he had to do outside of hockey when he, when he finally hangs up the skates for one last time. So a tough decision for him to come to, I'm sure. Um, and, but what, what, what do we know about Nick Backstrom? What we learned this last season was that, uh, you know, what, in the beginning of the season, when they said that uh, he's going to have this hip resurfacing procedure done, we thought that the caps were going to be without him for the lion's share of the season. And maybe perhaps not the, until the beginning of next season, But as it turned out, the Caps got him back in January much earlier than anyone had anticipated. And what happened and and what kind of player was he was a bit of a lukewarm response. He never really seemed to find his groove. Uh, Will he ever be able to find his groove again? Uh, Brian McClellan was a bit cryptic about what he thinks the future of Nick Backstrom is with the Caps and in the NHL in general. So it is, you know, a difficult uh, position for the Caps, that's for sure, what to do with a guy that uh, is has been so integral for so many years. Longtime Washington Capital Center, Nicholas Backstrom has assisted on 276 of Ovi's um, goals. And, um, you know, you got to think to a certain extent, would Alex Ovechkin be the player he is today? Without Nick Backstrom, I think that's a pretty safe assumption to say, no, he probably wouldn't be the player that he is today if it wasn't for someone like uh, Nick Backstrom. So uh, an interesting thing he said here, ideal pass. It depends where he is, Backstrom said. Obviously, he's been scoring a lot of goals from his office, the left circle, if you don't know. But I think his favorite position is probably coming in from the blue line. That's my favorite spot to give him the puck, a drop pass 
when he's coming with speed and and who do the Caps have, you know, that's going to replace him? And it's not going to be an easy conversation if there is a conversation to be had with Alex Ovechkin saying, you know, we're going to move on from a guy that has assisted on more of your goals than anyone else. That's what makes it a sticky situation. That's what makes it a difficult thing for Brian McClellan to have to address. Because at the end of the day, he has to worry about OV for one, but he also has to worry about getting the caps back in the winning business on a competitive level, making it into the playoffs, deep pushes into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, if that means, you know, shaking things up a little bit, then so be it. But again, it is going to be a a difficult conversation for him to have. Uh, Nick Backstrom said he was hopeful that a full summer of training will help him regain the step he lost after undergoing hip resurfacing surgery last summer. He says, I'm optimistic that I'll get some more strength back in the leg. He said, Mac, though, was a bit more cryptic. He said he took a sobering stance on the longtime alternate captain and said, marginally, yes, he said, asked if he thought Backstrom showed signs of improvement in the final weeks of the season. It's a tough thing to go through. We don't have experience observing players that have done that. I don't know what we can expect in the offseason to make him significantly better. Mac said at some point in the coming months, it's possible Backstrom will have to make a decision on his career. It's an interesting thing to say. I mean, uh, I don't think that uh, he is going to walk away from his contract and all the money that's associated with it. But, um, you know, he has a positive attitude. That's the one thing I'll say about Nick Backstrom, you know, that's more than anything, even in the beginning of the season, he said, I know what the odds are. I know that the outlook from this procedure isn't the greatest, but I need to have it done anyway because I'm in so much pain. I can, like I said, I can't tie my shoes. I can't play with my kids. I'm having a hard time playing hockey, period, that he had to kind of live and look past the moment uh, and, and, and determine for himself if that was the right thing to do. But a tough question for the Caps, that is for sure, um, about how do they proceed? Because it is a tough position. We always hear that this team wants to get younger. It wants to get faster. And, uh, you know, let's, for example, Connor McMichael, everyone says that next year is going to be the year for Connor, Connor McMichael. What is his position? He's a center. I mean, he can play the wing, but his position that he plays more the most comfortably is the center position. So who comes out? Is it Kuznetsov? Is it Backstrom? Um, is it is it uh, Strom? Is it Nick Dowd? Who's coming out of the lineup uh, so McMichael can go in? Some tough questions. I guess the knee-jerk reaction would be to say Evgeny Kuznetsov, of course. You know, he wants out, so let him out. That's a conversation for a different show, but uh, that is the tough position that the Caps are in. That is for sure. Uh, taking a look at it. Uh, we have seen some context in which Backstrom can be successful and uh, how he plays uh, pretty well, all things considered. But the thing that's a bit... A difficult about uh, Backstrom's situation is that 9.2 million uh, on the books for him, and the caps are in, if the caps are intent on invigorating their lineup with a bit more youth and skill, they can af- hardly afford to pay a sharply regressing Backstrom 9.2 million to be a third line center who gets time on the first power play unit. They have options in Hershey that could fill that third line center role for 10% of the cost of Backstrom's cap hit rights and Nova caps a, a poignant comment I do think it's true uh, that you know if are they going to pay Backstrom 9.2 mil 
and give him, you know, one of the top line center positions if he is not living up to potential. We can't say, well, I know he's not living up to potential, but he's Nick Backstrom and he has to be on the top line center or the second line center. It's just kind of a ridiculous thing to say, being that the Caps have so much money tied up um, in him. It's a difficult situation on knowing how to, to move forward with him. And, you know, ultimately, like Brian McClellan said, a lot of it is going to be up to him. What does he want to do? Um, and then if he, you know, say Nick Backstrom comes into camp and he's not playing well, but he's stubborn and he says, I'm going to get better. But, uh, you know, GM Brian McClellan and whoever the head coach at the time says, we don't see it. I would not want to be the one that has to have that conversation with Nick Backstrom to say it's not working out and, uh, you know, we're either going to buy out your contract or whatever the case may be. You can voluntarily retire or something like that. It is a tough position for Nick Backstrom. So, so, you know, someone that has been so huge on this team for so many years. So a tough position for the Capitals, uh, that is for sure. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about the success rate and what is ultimately the outlook for Nick Backstrom in the future. We'll talk about that coming up. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over $122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when you have the right parts and they're guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and follow or subscribe to Locked On Capitals on your podcatcher of choice and or YouTube. I have a lot of great guests lined up. I have John Walton going to be on the show soon. As you know, I had Mike Vogel on the show. The second part of that interview will be coming soon. And also the new beat writer of Washington Hockey Now. So subscribe to Locked On Capitals today. All right. In this next segment, we are going to talk about the prognosis and, you know, just kind of an apples for apples comparison uh, to other players that have had this procedure done. And what is the recovery rate? Um, You know, because that's the thing, you know, uh, just like what Brian McClellan was talking about, he ultimately doesn't know what the outcome is and, you know, how much, you know, how much more he has in the tank. Uh, I know that he had the hip uh, surfacing procedure done and he played pretty well, but is he playing well enough to help this team, uh, you know, to be a first line center or a second line center, or like the guy from Nova cap said there, are they going to pay him 9.2 million to be a third line center? It is a bit of a difficult thing to say. Other notable players who have had the procedure done were Ryan Kessler of the Anaheim Ducks and Ed Jovanowski of the Florida Panther. Neither Kessler or or Jovanowski had significant or any playing time following those surgeries. 
Jovanovski was 36 when he had the surgery done. Kessler was 34. Backstrom is currently 35. Jovanovski played, <clears throat> excuse me, in 37 games after the hip resurfacing surgery and then was bought out. And then he retired following the season. By my calculations, Backstrom has the most games played in the NHL following a hip resurfacing surgery, writes Nova Cap. So, <clears throat> you know, I know that there's been improvements uh, since, you know, Ed Jovanowski had the procedure done and Ryan Kessler had it done. And uh, Nick Backstrom spoke as much as he said that he was aware of a player in the Swedish uh, elite Swedish league that uh, had it done and played hockey. And in one case that a player had double hip resurfacing procedure done and played hockey after on what kind of level did they play that, you know, he didn't elaborate, but it is possible to have it done. It's just, is he going to play well enough to make it worth having him on the team? And, you know, you got to kind of move yourself past you know, thinking about who he was and you have to start thinking about who he is now. You know, I know I'm probably going to hear a lot of comments about, <clears throat> excuse me, you can't say anything negative about Nick Backstrom. Are you kidding? Do you know who he is? Um, again, that's people that are caught up in titles and sentimental feelings. I understand. I love Nick Backstrom and I would love nothing more than for him to come into training camp and just light it on fire and prove everyone, including myself, wrong that he still has it and that he can really help contribute to this team. I don't think it's going to be the case just based on the fact that we've seen a decline. Um, I know that he was trying to find chemistry uh, with different lines and that kind of thing out there, but I did not notice a lot of that overall. Um, so it is, a, it is a difficult thing for the Capitals uh, to, to know what to do going forward because, again, he has played on this team uh, for such a long time that um, it, it's sometimes even hard to talk about, you know, moving on from uh, uh, moving on from players that are so important. You know, like when I've talked about T.J. Oshie um, and, you know, those kind of players, it's difficult. Talking about players that he did see chemistry with, uh, Backstrom can be successful with Alexi Protus and Sonny Milano on certain shifts that he's been on. Backstrom has controlled play much better, earning 62.2% of the total expected goals in his 163 minutes with Milano. Then again, they've been outscored 13-6 to in actual games. Um, so I don't think that you know he has zero left in the tank. I just don't know if Nick Backstrom has enough in the tank to be competitive, to help this team um, be competitive, to be a Stanley Cup contender. Um, and it is a difficult position. And I know the, the promises that were made to Alex Ovechkin that he, you know, Nick Backstrom and, you know, he was going to play with him and that uh, Ovi would be playing on a competitive team. But, you know, what did you see last year? Did you think that was a competitive team? Uh, you know, it was a, they didn't even make it to the playoffs, period. And I know that injuries factored in. And some people could say it was Peter Laviolette systems. Um, but it is a tough question. And just taking a look at the aging core of the Capitals in general, it is an aging team that is going to have to have um, a come-to-Jesus moment at some point. Their core is built around players such as Backstrom, who's 35 years old, Alex Ovechkin, 37, TJ Oshie, 36, and John Carlson, 33, all holdovers from the 2018 Stanley Cup winning team. What is going on here is they want to squeeze as much juice as they possibly can out of that 2018 lineup, thinking that they will be able to get one more, at least one more really solid push out of that core. 
I just don't think it's going to be the case. I really don't. And the reluctance to make changes, I think, is going to be detrimental to their growth. Um, I think that if they should embrace change. I don't think they should be involved in a tear it down to the studs rebuild. But I do think that they need to make changes. I do think they need to be open to listening to the possibility of trading a Backstrom or an Oshie. And I understand that it's not an easy thing to do. There's sticky no trade clauses. There's salary retention, that kind of thing. So I understand uh, the issue there. And also the fact of where he was drafted, uh, taking a look at Nick Backstrom at number four in 06, uh, so he was drafted near the top, and I get all that. But, you know, there's this, this team is looking at change. Backstrom, a UFA after the 24-25 season. Same goes for Oshie. And then Ovi, Alex Ovechkin, is going to be a free agent. I can't believe I'm saying this after the 25-26 season. So it is a change that is going to happen. Is this team going to be, you know, lackluster until uh, Ovi hangs it up after the 25-26 season? I really hope that's not the case. Are we going to wait until 25-26 to see a bunch of new players in this youth infusion? I really hope that's not the case because it is going to be a tough thing for uh, the fan base. That is for sure. Just taking a look at a lot of things, the lack of the power play effectiveness Injuries took their toll the past two years as the power play slogged to 23rd and 16th place finishes with Backstrom, TJ Oshie, and John Carlson all missing significant time. Ovechkin was also out of to the total 14 games due to illness, injury, and family reasons. So um, to take a look at this past season to say it was Nick Backstrom's fault or, you know, it was uh, Tom Wilson's uh, fault would be a bit short-sighted, but they ultimately all did factor in, of course. And in this particular episode, I am talking about Nick Backstrom and what his future is. And my official stance on Backstrom right now is they should be willing to listen to offers. The hard part about all of it is... Everyone else on all of the other NHL teams, they realize he's had, he's diminished goods as well. Uh, they all know that he had a hip resurfacing procedure done. They all know that he's banged up. So his value is already diminished. It's not like, you know, they're going to say, we're going to sign Nick Backstrom from five years ago. It's not the case. They are getting Backstrom as is. And uh, that is the difficult part. You know, some people say that maybe they held on to this lineup for too long. Maybe they should have blown it up after the Stanley Cup winning season, which really never happens because they want to say, hey, let's make another push next year. And well, not next year, but the next year. And that's why we are. They won in the Stanley Cup in 18. And that's why we're talking about in 2023 still trying to keep the band together. It's a bit ridiculous, and I understand it's not, you know, all the same players, but they have tried to squeeze as much juice out of this particular lineup, I think, as they possibly can. Um, so, again, I don't think they should give Nick Backstrom away, but I think they should be willing to listen to offers um, about what they could get, even if it is a diminished value, even if they have to retain salary. I get all that in cap space and yada, yada, yada. I understand that. I'm not a GM that they're not paying me to make that kind of decision. But if you want to take a look at Minnesota, uh, that bit them in the butt. Take a look at the Parise and Suter. They both they bought out both of those players to their detriment because that team is you know up against it when it comes to the cap and their ability to spend money. So I understand that there's two sides to every coin, and it's not like an easy decision to make. 
but it is a decision that is going to have to be made for the overall good of the team. If you want this team to get better, you're going to have to start considering offers and ideas of moving on from some of the players that you've known and loved for the greatest you know, the, for the longest period of time, I understand that there's the, the feelings for those players and Ovi and Backstrom and Carlson and all that. But to this day, I said this, you know, about a month ago, my untouchables are Ovechkin, Carlson and Wilson and everyone else they should be willing to listen to offers on. That's all of them. And, you know, if I had to add one more, I would say, you know, potentially Darcy Kemper. But even him, if they could get a big enough return, it's not going to happen because they just signed him to a new deal. They would have to get some kind of crazy offer to even entertain that. But that's the way they need to look at it is just assessing who is the most important pieces on the team and then be willing to listen to offers on anyone else. Um, and it's going to have to be that way. And listen to me, Caps fans, right now. Let's get real close to the screen here. How do you think it's going to be any better next year if it's the same team next year? Okay, you could say it's going to be a different coach. You could say all that different kind of stuff. And that could be true. I know what Barry Trotz did with his team. But if it is, you know, pretty much the same lineup, I just don't see this team being competitive. I see them being better. You know, that was the thing I always said. I said that if Wilson and um, and Backstrom were here the entire season and Carlson, I think that they would have been a wild card team at best, at best. But I still don't think they would have been on top of the Metro or anything like that. So if this team wants to be in the same category as the Rangers, as Carolina, you know, the Penguins and, and Boston and all these other teams around the NHL that are continuing to surge. If the Caps even want to have any chance of doing anything in the NHL, I mean, just take a look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now um, and, and just see what they're doing. Those are the teams that we're willing to be open to change. And uh, I think that ultimately that is what the Capitals are going to have to do as well. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about, let's rewind time a little bit. Let's take the way back machine and talk about who is Nick Backstrom intrinsically. Who is he in his deepest fiber? And, you know, what kind of pedigree does he have? Let's talk about Backstrom more after the break. There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours when you're hiring you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills. Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. We streamline hiring with powerful tools that find your match candidates with instant match over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they spot her a job, according to Indeed U.S. data. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash locked on. One more time, that's indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this next segment here, we are going to talk about some stats and who is Nick Backstrom at his core fiber? What kind of player is he? Uh, if you we take a, the way back machine here for a moment, we'll talk about Nick Backstrom. Over the years, the Washington Capitals have had great Swedish players such as Gustafsson and Kalle Johansson after choosing 18-year-old Swedish center Nicholas Backstrom with the fourth overall pick in the 2006 NHL entry draft on Saturday. The Caps hope he will become the next in the line of the stellar Swedes. This article from WashingtonCaps.com from June 27th, 2006. (laughs) Crazy, right? Um, So just taking a look at this microfiche, this old document here, I'm kidding, at the uh, IIHF World Championships in Riga, Latvia last month, Backstrom played under Gustafsson, the head coach of the gold medal winning Team Sweden. In doing so, he became the youngest player ever to play for Team Sweden at the World's. Backstrom not only played with and among men in the Swedish Elite League as an 18-year-old, in 2005-06, he led the Brannis team in scoring and was the league's Rookie of the Year. A competitive player with great hands and puck skills, Backstrom was also coveted for his high level of hockey sense, which we've all noticed. He is a playmaker like none other. It's just that he's hobbled up a little bit. Many scouts see him as the most NHL-ready of all players selected in the 2006 draft. The Caps believe Backstrom is ready to play in the NHL now, but it is also possible he will spend one more season uh, with the Brynäs team before beginning his North American pro career. Backstrom figures to be Washington's first line center and a power play fixture. And, uh, you know, this was way back then, but could you imagine, you know, back then, if we said there is going to be a dynamic duo for the ages It's going to be Nick Backstrom at center and Alex Ovechkin on wing. And together, they are just going to be record-breaking. They're going to uh, help, you know, Backstrom's going to help assist on Alex Ovechkin's goal. And one day, Alex Ovechkin will pass the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Can you believe that? You know, way back if, you know, you know, you told someone like Backstrom, you're going to play on a line with a guy, a young and up-and-comer named Alex Ovechkin, and he is going to challenge the great one for being the greatest goal scorer of all time. That's a childhood dream. I'm sure you'd be like, yeah, man, that's going to happen one day. But, you know, reality in adulthood set in, and you would probably say there's no way of happening, so I don't ever want to diminish what kind of player Nick Backstrom is. I still think he is an elite guy and I hold him in, in fond regard on this team. He should be, you know, have his Jersey hung up one day. I think he's that great of a player, but I just, what it's about is he is getting older and he has that hip issue. And again, you know, just to reiterate, I would love to be wrong. I would love for him to go into camp and kill it. But uh, just taking a look here again on what kind of player he is. I understand that he has, you know, the great things. What did Central Scouting Bureau say? A mobile good skater with acceleration, speed, and balance, incredible hockey sense and hands, a solid all-around player with terrific overall skill level, good offensive talent, excellent playmaking and a passer, a natural score with a quick release and a good uh, selection of shots, smooth hands, effective at face-offs, a creative offensive talent with excellent work ethic, finesse player who can play through and can take a hit, 
has a very good attitude, comes out to play on every shift uh, in an excellent shape, but does need more strength, could improve on first step quickness, played both junior and senior hockey, named the best forward on his team in the Swedish League in 05-06, named the best forward on Swedish under 20 at the World Juniors, named Rookie of the Year on the Swedish League in 05-06. The accolades and the accomplishments, they just go and go and go. You know, if he would have retired after even just playing, you know, in juniors, and he, I mean, he's quite an accomplished player, but he has gone on and been just an amazing player and just a fun guy to watch for many years on this team. So it is a tough uh, position for the Caps to be in. And just taking a look at his assists and everything like that, just taking a look at him uh, assists, you know, in the 12-13 season, 40 assists, 13-14 season, 61 assists, 14-50, 60 assists, 15-60-50, I mean, it is, he could not ask for any more. He is an assist machine and again, it's my belief that Alex Ovechkin would not be the player that he is today if he didn't have a guy like Nick Backstrom serving him up those sweet passes so he could drive him home from his office. Possibly, but improbably, that would be the case. I think that, you know, uh, Alex Ovechkin will forever be in Nick Backstrom's debt. But what's one of the things that longtime Caps fans know about Nick Backstrom is he eats a steady diet of humble pie, and he kind of shuns the limelight. You know, he's like, let Ovi have that. He's the showboat. He's the guy that is wearing the crazy hat at the All-Star game. He's the guy that is, you know, putting his hands over the hockey stick like it's on fire. He's the guy that's in the commercials, even though they were in a commercial together. Um, You know, the crazy early ESPN ads and all that kind of stuff. He has always kind of shunned all of that. He has just said, let Ovi have that. And he has just quietly gone along and done his own thing. But we will forever, uh, say for some reason he did decide to hang it up, we will forever be in debt for what Nick Backstrom has done for this team and uh, how he's helped contribute to Alex Ovechkin's success. And for that, we say thank you. We hope there's more ahead, but if not... I want to say thank you for a great career and what you've done for this team. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I love talking hockey with you guys on this podcast. I would love to talk with you more outside this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Come chat with me on subtext. Get messages on my phone. I get a text message. Oh, there's someone on subtext asking about the draft or asking about what player. We can chat back and forth. It'll be all so much. So join me on subtext. If you're listening on the audio side, there'll be more information in the show notes. We are making great progress on YouTube. We're at 500 plus subscribers, but our goal is 1,000 to sweeten the deal a little bit and help you guys maybe subscribe, you know, tell your friends to subscribe to Locked On Capitals. This jersey right here can be yours. It is a Braden Holtby signed jersey. I haven't had it authenticated. I just bought it that way. So it is a used jersey. I don't want to be misleading. It's an XL size. It is a, a 2011 Winter Classic Braden Holtby jersey. It will be yours if you are the 1,000th subscriber. So if you are the 1,000th subscriber, let me know. I'm going to check, but just let me know in case I miss it, and this jersey will be yours. So anyway, thank you so much. Uh, when I started doing this show, about uh, I've been doing this show for about a year and a quarter here. 
Um, we were at 75 subscribers and now we're at, I want to say it was 502 the last I checked. So thank you guys ever so much. It's because of you. We've seen this show, you know, grow and succeed and I will forever be in your debt. And thank you guys so much. So once again, thank you all for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, I don't want to forget about the people on the audio side. At the end of the day, uh, uh, the day I'm an audio guy too. I listen to most all my podcasts audio-wise. So thank you guys that are listening to this as well. My name is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals, and I will talk to you again next time. Thank you for listening.